Hello and a warm welcome to Nightlight. Simon Peterson here, today joined on the show by Paul Baker. Now, Paul is a pastor of a small house church in Entebbe in Uganda, and he also has an outstanding gift of healing. I've invited him onto the program to share with us a few of the many marvelous miracles that he's seen the Lord do both here in Uganda as well as in Germany. Paul's message to us is that you don't have to be a big-time healing evangelist or personality to have the faith to pray for people to be healed. God's healing promises are there for everyone who believes. Bringing the gospel to you in an easily digestible form, you're listening to Nightlight. And let me welcome on to Nightlight Paul Baker. Thanks for coming on the show, Paul. Nice to see you again. Yeah, it's thank you very much, Simon. It's really nice to be here. Well, those who haven't met you before and who are listening to you for the first time, maybe you could just tell us something about yourself. Okay. Uh, I come from the UK. Um, I'm 60 years old now, uh, for those who want to know my age. Uh, I've lived here in Uganda now nearly five years. Um, uh, I was sent from my church in Germany, the Reimer Church, and um, I lived in Germany before I came to Uganda for 26 years. And uh, I got saved uh, when I was 33, which was 27 years ago. Uh, that's basically uh, when I got saved, uh, who I am. I'm uh, I'm divorced. Um, I have three children that live in Germany. And uh, I have a church here in Entebbe. Well, let's take a break for the first song. And then we'll be back to hear some amazing healing testimonies from Paul Baker. This is Jeremy Spencer with a song dedicated to the greatest doctor in the universe. He made you so he can sure fix you. Dr. J. Take no pill 
problem, Dr. J's gonna cure those slide guitarist Jeremy Spencer with a song off his album Precious Little and that track was called Dr. J You're with Nightlight brought to you by Radioactive Productions Well our topic on Nightlight today is healing and with me in the studio is Pastor Paul Baker who has a special gift for healing. Tell me Paul uh, how did you first come into the healing ministry? Well, I believe healing is part of salvation. And uh, when I came to the Lord, um, uh, obviously um, at that particular time, my, my former wife, she was the one that brought me to Jesus and she really is still my hero, even though we're divorced. Um, when when I first received my first healing, that's when I really knew that healing is for today and not something that's in the past that belonged and that died out with the apostles. So um, I received my first healing shortly after I was saved. Um, that was in Germany. Um, at that particular time, I was um, working for the British Army and um, I had an accident at work. Uh, my neck was twisted. They took me to the hospital quickly. And then they, they, they said, you were very, very lucky, but you have to have this strap around your neck for the next two, three weeks. Come back in two, three weeks. We x-ray again and we check out. And that evening, um, I came back from the hospital and friends invited me over to um, a healing crusade f- uh, from Reinhard Bonker, uh, who's in, um, in Africa, a very famous man, who was visiting Germany. And they really, um, they forced me to go. I, I didn't want to go because I was in pain and I had a headache. And at that crusade, um, an amazing thing happened, uh, absolutely amazing. Um, Rainer Bonker pointed me out from the, from the, the vast hundreds and even thousands of people and, and said, to, said to me, um, what do you have, sir? And my reply was, um, uh, I'm English. And he said, I didn't ask you who you were. <laughs> I asked you, what did you have? And my pride went straight down the bucket. <laughs> And um, I told him about the accident, and he said, do you think Jesus can heal you? And I, I didn't even hesitate. I said, of course he can. So I closed my eyes like any any nice religious person would do. And uh, within about three, four minutes, I was experiencing um, a, a, a warmth. Like it was it was like um, like sh- showering in, in, a, in a warm heat. I had my eyes closed, so I, uh, I didn't see what was going on. 
And uh, I thought, well, somebody's turned the warm ventilator on or something, yeah? And <laughs> that was my sort of normal reaction. And after this uh, amazing uh, uh, incident, there were about 5,000 people praying for me. Uh, and after this incident, uh, I, I realized I was healed. And Rainer Bonker said, um, do you think you're healed? I said, I am healed. And I just took this collar off and I started moving my neck. And, and it was two hours before, three hours before, the doctors had signed me off work for three weeks yeah, with a twisted neck. Yeah. And that was the start of uh, the healing ministries, really, getting my first physical healing. Wow. Well, Paul, when was the first time after that that you had the faith to pray for someone else to get healed? How did that come about? Okay, that happened um, probably um, the the birth of my son um, was um, my oldest son, Samuel. Um, he was about two years old at the time, and it was a Saturday afternoon. And uh, he came um, running into the into the um, living room, and I was reading the paper. My wife was former wife was sitting on the other side of the room, and. Um, he, his eyes were just like wild and he, you could see there was panic and um, we didn't know what was happening yeah uh, his face was turning white uh, and um, my former wife said he's got something in his throat and uh, um, the boy came straight to me hugged me hugged me so tight uh, and I couldn't get his arms off of me and I was forcing him away and as I was forcing him away he was resisting and I thought, my God, what's what's happening? And then my wife says, he's got something in his throat. And I forced him away, opened his mouth, put my fingers in his mouth and tried to, to see if I could find anything. Nothing. And um, by then his eyes were really sort of in panic. Uh, and then um, I, I turned him upside down. I hit him on his back so many times trying to release this, whatever it was. Yeah, Nothing happened. And uh, we're talking about two minutes um, after he'd come in. And it was it was a life and death situation, and I I just I just let go of the boy, fell on my knees, and said Jesus. And the m moment I said Jesus, he spat out a coin, and it landed over the other side of the uh, the room. My wife was praying at that time, and she'd given the responsibility over to me to to heal the boy really, and she was praying. And the, as soon as she shouted out the name Jesus, the, my boy Samuel, he just spat the coin out. And the coin could have landed anywhere. And the the coin landed straight into her hands as she was praying. And I was, uh, I can't I can't imagine the, the response. That was the first time really that it happened. And it was, it was a beautiful situation. Uh, and I knew the power of God to heal in that moment here. Yeah. That was the first time really. Yeah. As soon as you said the name Jesus, the child spat out the coin and it landed across the room in your wife's praying hands. My gosh, that's that's really extraordinary. Well, how did it carry on from there? How did your healing ministry develop? Well, I had my um, my own house of prayer in Germany. Uh, people were coming across um, uh, from all parts of Germany over for um, counseling, healing. Um, had many people come across received healing uh, in Germany. Um, before I tell you about Africa, I'd love to tell you about two miracles that happened in our uh, in our house of prayer. Uh, this was in Königswinter, a very famous tourist centre in Germany, and uh, I decided to open up an art gallery and a prayer gallery. Yeah, so like a prayer uh, altar and a, and an art gallery, all in one big, massive, great printing hall, which I rented out. 
And um, we had the first night we opened up, uh, I think there was only six or seven people. Um, but one of the people that came in, a woman, she brought her two children, a girl and a boy. And the boy um, had a very, very hard um, heart condition. Um, the heart would race. It would be like a machine gun. You put your hand on his heart and you just, the heart goes so fast, yeah? And as soon as she told me, I placed my hands on his heart and I said, wow. I said, that's fantastic. God is going to heal you now. And that was the point. I had the faith now. I didn't say tomorrow, now. And I just put my hand, one hand on the front and one hand on the back. And I commanded the heart to be normal. Go back to normal in Jesus' name. And bang, within the second, the heart had changed from boom, boom, boom. boom. And the boy just looked at me. His eyes went uh, wide open. He said, ma'am. Mom, that man, he, it was like an electric shock it went through me. And I never felt a thing. I never felt a thing. Yeah, It was just faith operating. We had another uh, wonderful healing uh, there. Another little boy, different family. The mother came in. She says he's deaf in his right ear. Um, he hasn't, he can't hear whatsoever in his right ear. And I, I spoke to the boy in his left ear and I said, well, God is going to heal you today so you can hear in both ears i put my finger in his ear like, <laughs> like and i commanded the eardrums to be opened in jesus name bang it just opened yeah and that's happened here in africa so after um after seeing the uh, um the results really um i felt in my heart germany was not the place for me to stay any longer i'd been there 26 years and i, I realized there's more of um of working for god than in germany uh, so um, I I felt in my heart it was Africa. I didn't know which country, but I felt it was Africa. Then I got a, an amazing telephone call from Uganda asking me to come for a holiday. So I came across for a holiday and just to see if this was the place. And after coming here uh, the first time, I realized this was the place. So I went back to my senior pastor and I said, John, I said, I said, I think it's Uganda. I said I'd like to check it out. So I went on the second visit, like three months after the first visit, and um, I said it is, it's Africa. So I had the, the blessings from the church. We formed an organization in Germany to help support me, and they sent me out with their blessings um, four and a half years back, just over four and a half years back. So um, since I've been here, um, I've I've left the country. Um, I've I've loved the, the way God uh, actually loves these people yeah. so Uganda is the place where I have to be at the moment
years ago here at Radioactive Studios. That's Richard Kowessa with a song produced by Sims, Miss Uganda. You're tuned into Nightlight. Stay tuned, there's much more ahead. Well, Paul, since coming to Uganda, you've started your own house church in Entebbe. You've been involved in all kinds of missions and evangelism, but let's stay on the thread of healing. And please tell us some more testimonies of healing miracles that have happened here. Um, there have been so many beautiful miracles. I, I, I couldn't list them. When, when you asked me, Simon, to write, to write down the healings, um, they're written in heaven. There's so many. Uh, whether somebody gets delivered from terrible evil spirits, yeah, uh, for me that's a healing as well, yeah. The manifestation of de- demonic powers, and it's so strong here in Uganda. Um, we've we've had people in our church um, just scream as soon as I mention the name of Jesus, yeah. As soon as I've touched them, they've flown backwards. I mean, they've flown backwards, yeah. I've had people rolling over the on the grass. Uh, we've had to hold people down as we're delivering people, uh, and they, they get tremendously uh, um, wild, yeah. And then you have to confront the, uh, the, the, the devil, the demonic powers, and throw them out in Jesus' name. It's not everybody's cup of tea. Not many people want to do that sort of business. Um, but you see, a person can be healed physically and also mentally. And uh, these uh, evil spirits, they, um, they're the ones that cause the sicknesses. Yeah? And uh, whether it's a physical sickness or a mental sickness, uh, I noticed right at the beginning that um, it's very strongly manifested here in Uganda. And um, a lot of it is from the tradition, the cultural background. And also many Christians actually go to witchcraft. Yeah, that is the saddest part of it. They go to the church one moment, the next day they're into the into the shrine the next day, and they they wonder when they're picking up these spirits again. They come back to church and they ask to be delivered again, um, and I I don't really understand why. I still don't understand why, um, but it's like they're they're serving two masters, and uh, when I started to um, to cast out the spirits um, even yesterday and uh, we had a prayer meeting yesterday in our church it was casting out demons in our, in our church yesterday um, and this is one one of the leaders in the church <laughs> yeah um, we, we've noticed that, that there are many types of uh, healings that take place when I work locally if I'm working in my uh, home church uh, I, I get a, I've got a hundred percent record <laughs> on backs <laughs> Healing people of backs, grown out arms, grown out legs, uh, on, especially on backs, backs, hip joints, shoulder joints, and those things. Um, God, God has given me a really uh, um, a wonderful way where I can pray for the for the people with back injuries, deliver them from their sicknesses. In, in this is in my church now, in the one in Entebbe, and um, also. Um, uh, which I found is also people that come into our church with HIV get healed. They get healed. Yeah, we've had that several, several cases. In fact, the ones that have been in our church, uh, one of them is now a pastor. Uh, she came to our church with HIV. Yeah, uh, she didn't know how to tell her, her fiance. Yeah, uh, she was frightened about it, and um, she got them baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I told her, Jesus is going to transform your blood. Yeah, if Jesus has saved you, He's going to heal you. Yeah. So um, she got healed, and many other people that came for HIV got healed as well. When I'm when I'm working locally in our in my church, I find the power of the Holy Spirit is there. Uh, I find that people are responsive to the Holy Spirit, but it's different when I go into other churches. When I'm in other churches, um, I find myself absolutely without. Um, <clears throat> how's the right way to explain it? I'm like a tiger. 
um, I'll go into a church and uh, I'll say, today um, I've come in the power of Jesus Christ to to free those that demonically uh, um, empowered with the, the devil and to to heal the sick. Uh, I claim I claim the message from Matthew ten verse eight and also from Luke four eighteen, uh, where God commands us to uh, cleanse the uh, the sick uh, and the lepers and raise the dead. Yeah, and uh, when I go into other churches, I feel uh, absolutely uh, unrestricted. Um, the, the 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 pastors just allow me to carry on, yeah, and and that's great because um, I just follow the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm in one place one second and the next place the next second. Whether it's throwing out somebody that has diabetes or uh, freeing somebody that's uh, that's having pe- pain uh, or even injuries, yeah, I've, I've, I've seen so many miracles here, yeah. Um, if I get, uh, one of the one of the best miracles I've seen. Um, happened in Magamaga. Uh, that's on the way from Jinja to uh, Iganga. And the, the pastor from that particular church, uh, Pastor Andrew, invited me to his church to preach. That was the very first time. And he said, Paul, he said, we have a woman in our church, uh, but she can't come to church um, because um, she has an open wound. And can we go and pray for her? I said, sure. So we left the church, walked down the hill, went down over the road and into these back alleyways and found this woman. And um, she came out on her knees. Uh, and um, then the pastor said, uh, I've forgotten her name. He said, um, show Pastor Paul uh, what the problem is. And then she opened up her blouse in the, in the uh, area where the belly button would be. And uh, there was... a. a a f- like the size of the palm of a man's hand, an open wound. And uh, the African skin is, is brown, but, but the open wound was pink. And um, when I looked at it, uh, I was really amazed uh, because there was no skin on this open wound. And I said to the pastor, um, because the woman couldn't speak a lot of English, I said to the pastor, Andrew, how long has this been like this? And he said she had a caesarean four years ago. And since then it hasn't healed. And I said, praise the Lord. And he just looked at me and I said, right, let's see what God can do about this one. And then um, I commanded the skin. I didn't touch the skin near the, um, I, I, I touched over an area about four or five inches away and I laid the hands on that area. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command the skin to regenerate and cover this area and left it at that. And that was it. That was my prayer. And then we prayed the normal goodbye prayer and then I left. And then two months later, I got a telephone call to say, come and see. And I say, see what? And he said, come and see the miracle. And I said, which miracle? What are you talking about, Andrew? He said, do you remember the lady you prayed for? I said, which one? I prayed for so many. And he said, the one with the, with the open wound. And I said, oh, yeah, I remember that one. He said, come and see. So I traveled over to uh, Magamaga again. And um, the news had got round very, very quickly. And um, when I got to the church, they they started their church service and the woman with the open wound was now at the front of the church. And as soon as she saw me, she, um, she came over to me with two other pastors and they said, let's go behind the curtains and, and show Pastor Paul what has happened. So they took me then behind the uh, the curtains. Um, I took a photograph before of the what it looked like and I took a photograph after. And um, those photos are in Germany actually now. And um, she 
showed us then uh, what I'd seen before, the open wound. And there was nothing. And there was just a straight line. And you couldn't get a straighter line. It was as if somebody had put a laser uh, um, cutting right through the, the, the hole of a stomach. There was just like a laser line. There was nothing. It, there was a fold of the skin. Uh, she was a big lady. There was a fold of the skin, but there was just a line. There were no stitches. There was no crooked line. It was just straight. And I looked and I said, God, you're the God of creation. No human doctor could possibly heal in that way. It's not possible. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, I realized um, God is using me here in Uganda for extraordinary miracles. Yeah. And... Um, uh, th- that's one of many, many miracles. But I love to tell that story because I've seen it with my own eyes. And when you see before and after results, that's when that's when you know the living God is doing something. But it's interesting. Um, when I was at school, I always wanted to be a doctor. But our school in Oxford, they didn't teach Latin. And because it's a qualification, you have to know the Latin background to, to train as a doctor. Um, I didn't get that experience at my school. And I feel myself now as a doctor. Yeah, but for Jesus, yeah. And the the only qualification I have is the name of Jesus, yeah. And believe, believe in that Jesus will heal. And I, I'm waiting for the first dead people to get them raised up. That's that I'm going to see that happen, Simon. Yeah. I know it, yeah, yeah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his hope. Thank you. 
For free inspirational audio downloads, visit our website at www.radioactiveproductions.org. And yes, you're with Nightlight with Simon Peterson on the program today, joined by Paul Baker, who's sharing with us about healing and telling us a few of the many hundreds of healing miracles that he's witnessed during his years of serving the Lord, first of all in Germany and now in Uganda. Paul, what would you say was the greatest healing miracle that you've ever witnessed? Um, when you ask me maybe which is the greatest miracle I've ever seen, um, a miracle is a miracle. And whether it's whether or not it's my son that's, uh, that's spat out this coin or whether or not it was my dog being raised from the dead, um, I, the greatest miracle that I've experienced is not the personal ones I've had, uh, but it's one that I saw in Germany. Um, and it's very rare to see these type of miracles in Germany. Um, I was invited, to, um, because I was interested in healing, I was invited to go to a Morris um, Cerulla healing crusade and be part of their healing team. Uh, Morris Cerulla, uh, as you know, is an American Jew. Yeah, he's very famous. And um, he comes to Germany occasionally, and it happened to be in Dusseldorf on that particular year. That was 1992. And uh, we were then part of his uh, healing team. We were there for the weekend. And um, on the Saturday uh, in the morning and the afternoon sessions, Morris would tell us how the healing uh, Holy Spirit would be, would be moving in the, in the evening time. He was prophetically speaking how the healing uh, waves would come into the church. And so we were all uh, anticipating the, the the healings that would be coming. And um, after we were more or less taught uh, what was going to happen in the evening time, um, he did something very strange. He told the, the healing ministers uh, to stand on one's row of chairs. Uh, one would stand on one end of the, the row, another would stand at the other end of the row, like 50 chairs or 40 chairs or whatever they were. And each one would pray for that row of chairs. And so we would lay hands on the chairs, empty chairs, no people, and then just move from row to row, lay hands on them in Jesus' name. Now, about this was about an hour before the um, the evening session came up, and um, when the people we were there, obviously the whole time, so we were inside, and the people queuing up were outside. And when the people started to come in, I remember saying this: I remember saying, God. I want to see your power of your miracles tonight. And don't give me anybody with silly back orders with headaches. I don't want those people. I want the real ones. Yeah. And um, as I was saying that, because uh, I like to see miracles, see them, not hear about them. If somebody says they've got a back pain and then the, the pain is gone, you don't really know it, uh, you, because you don't see it. Yeah. But I wanted to see a physical one. And um, as I was saying this, um, a little girl came hum humping down the steps, more or less, it was like, she was like a cripple. And um, she was being assisted by the father, the mother, the sister, and the uncle. Uh, her name was Angelica Lal. I'll always remember that. And um, I saw this little girl, and um, I said, um, how are you? And I introduced myself, and um, I then uh, said, tonight you're going to get your miracle. I said, tonight you're going to get your miracle. 
I could see that she was in a lot of disorder, but I didn't know what had happened. So after I told her she was going to get her miracle, uh, I then lent her over to the father, which I recognized was the father of this child, and I asked him, his name was Kenneth, and his wife Daisy, I said, um, what has happened to your daughter? And he said that my daughter is Angelica, she's 18 years old. I said, what? I said, she looks like she's 11 or 12. He said it was when she was 11 years old uh, when it happened. And she said, we were in a Methodist church uh, in, in a city called Kassel in Germany. And um, uh, Angelica started getting uh, really hard pains. And we had to rush her to the hospital. And when we rushed her to the hospital, the do- doctor says, we, we don't think your do- daughter is going to make it. Um, she has a tremendous uh, problem within her stomach. And uh, we don't think um, there's no way we can we can cure this sickness. And both of them being Methodist Christians, uh, they prayed to the Lord. And the Lord um, healed, uh, heard their prayers. The girl was saved. But um, the result being that uh, Angelica, they had to remove her stomach, a complete stomach. So she was being fed uh, through uh, through the nose with a liquid. Uh, this was what when I saw her. I saw this like tube going through her nose. And then it was going also, there was a bag on her side, a plastic bag. And she had a um, she had a small cane to sort of um, to sort of walk up and down with like a like a crooked stick or whatever, and um, she'd been in that condition seven years, and um, it, I then heard the story, and then um, the faith was building inside me. It was building up inside me, Simon, and I went back to Angelica and I said, "Tonight you are going to get your miracle. Tonight you are going to be healed." And all I could see across her forehead was the words "pain, pain." I could see it visibly, pain. And um, I said, "I said you're going to be healed." And the service started for Morris Sorella. There was a few songs going on, and all the time um, I was expecting the miracle. To I wouldn't let go of this girl. I was right next to her, but I was praying for her. And um, I was expecting any time for the miracle. And then all of a sudden, she just looked at me. The word disappeared from her forehead. Yeah. And she started opening her eyes and started jumping up and down in front of everybody. In, in She was in the middle of the congregation. Yeah. She was about 50, 40 yards away from the front, uh, from the from the Philips Halle, big hall in Germany. And she started jumping up and down and she started screaming, I'm healed, I'm healed. Yeah. And... Uh, all of a sudden, the television cameras started flashing over to different parts of the auditorium, and uh, uh, we were told if we saw any healings to take them through to the front. And um, I then took Angelica, and she wasn't limping anymore. I took her with the arm, and we went down pretty fast to the stage. I went up to the stage with her. Some German guy started talking to me in German. I said, "Even forget it. I'm, I can speak in English here yeah, because I'm British." And then I said to Morris, who was on the stage, "I said she's just been healed." Yeah. So I passed the girl over to Morris. I then went back for the next miracle and the next miracle and the next miracle that happened shortly after Angelica. So while the television cameras were on, focused on Morris Sorella and Angelica, uh, and um, Angelica, um, I went then back uh, to the position where I was. But the Holy Spirit was leading me from one st- side of the, of the congregation to the next side. So I, I missed what was going on on stage. But later, we, I could pick this up because it was um, it was um, uh, shown the next day. So uh, what actually happened was that Morris Cirillo said exactly what my spirit said. He said, you, you go back to the doctors and get that thing taken out of your nose. And um, 
I, I then carried on doing, uh, working with the Holy Spirit the rest of that evening. And the, the thing was, the most incredible thing was, um, when I got, well, many things happened that night. When I got back home, I went onto my balcony, uh, uh where I was living in, in Germany and the skies were clear. It took us, uh, two and a half hours to get back on a journey that would take normally 30 minutes. We got lost. But when I got back home, after dropping off one of the other members, I went into my home, onto the balcony. I said, Lord, thank you for that miracle. And I said, as appreciation, why don't you just let your, your rain fall from heaven? And within, I hardly spoken those words out and the, and the, the skies opened up and they, I got soaked. There was nothing around. There was no other clouds. I just got soaked and I just sat there enjoying this water. The next day I went to work. Um, I telephoned, uh, because we, we passed contacts, I telephoned then the father and um, he telephoned me back at work and he said, um, Paul, do you think we should take that tube out of her nose? Because um, she gets all of her nutritions and uh, all of her food out of the out of the out of that uh, tube, and I said, Kenneth, I said the stomach is there, is there. God has put it back, and he said, Do you really believe that? I said, I don't believe it. I know it. I know it just as much as I know my hand is in front of my hand. I said, I know it, and um, he said, Because we're going to go to the hospital now, and they're going to be really adamant, and they're going to refuse. And I said, Kenneth, what does what does Angelica say? And she, he said she wants the tube out. I said, then let her take it out. Let them take it out. And there was a big, there was a big humbaloo at the hospital because the doctors refused and in the end had to sign a paper. And after they signed the paperwork, they took this, uh, the tube out. There was in two, one, one in the stomach and one through the nose. And, um, as soon as they took it out, the first thing that Angelica did, she said, Daddy, take me to McDonald's. And he said she'd not eaten solid food for seven years because she couldn't eat it, yeah? Uh, the stomach was not there. So she went to McDonald's. The father bought her a hamburger thinking, that's it, my daughter's going to die, <laughs> yeah? Whatever. And Angelica ate the hamburger and she ate other foods and she could eat anything. Within three months, I saw the family again within three months, uh, she'd grown yeah uh she passed it uh she then went on to uh to take a driving license at that particular time she was the little girl in the schoolyard um that was with pain and nobody would be talking to her she'd just sit there uh being like a beggar really in the school and nobody taking a lot of notice of her and now she was jumping around uh, taking part in the school's activities and everything was amazing you know that that is the power of God. You know when everything is um, when everything is broken and devastated and destroyed from the devil. When God actually physically recreates something, puts a stomach back in which has been taken out. You know these are things you you think these are they're not possible, but we have a God that created us. We have a God that can. If your arm is cut off, God can grow another arm. You know this. It's for the human mind. It's not possible, but you know. If the Bible tells us, you know, if you believe, if you believe, and that's where our challenges are in faith, to believe, yeah? Not what our mind tells us, but to believe in things and bring them into existence. Because that is faith, bringing those things into existence that are not the things that are not there. I see you searching to find relief in a sea of pain Reaching for answers Of why your life had to be there 
this way Can't face the fear that grows in your mind That life goes on and leaves you behind Don't know how long you can keep on waiting For some light to shine When it's been so long since you felt no pain When your hopes are dim and your dreams seem vain When your world is dark and your night is long And there's no sign of the morning sun When you're all alone, no one seems to care Even the prayers you pray seem to go nowhere Faith will find a way if you don't give up Everything will change when the healer comes Let Jesus draw near you There is healing touch in those tender hands Yes, He can hear you His heart is suffered and understands That the lessons that we Ones that make us all that we are And His presence shines like an angel In your lonely night When it's been so long since you felt no pain When your hopes are dim and your dreams seem vain When your world is dark and your night is long And there's no sign of the morning sun When you're all You don't give up, everything will change when the healer comes. When the answer does not come right away, that's the time to hold on to faith. Cause there's no question the healer will keep his word. And every desperate prayer is and produced by Michael Dooley. That's Richard Hansen when the healer comes. Paul, every time we meet, you always have so many testimonies to share and your simple faith that God can use you or use anyone to perform healing miracles is always an inspiration and a faith booster for me. Unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time left on the show, but let me ask you if there are any other outstanding testimonies that you'd like to share. There was a lovely one. I was up in Lyra on a crusade, and um, I was I was preaching to about six thousand people. It was really amazing the amount of people there. And um, I remember uh, on the last night uh, that I was preaching, 
um, I caught the sick Ford. And the first thing I saw was this guy with it, with a, with, with a staff. And, um, I looked at him and, uh, I looked at his ankle on his leg, on his right ankle. And it was swollen. It was like a, a, a football. And I thought, oh my goodness. Yeah. So I said, what happened? And he said, it's completely, it's completely broken. And, uh, and, and I looked at it and I, th- I, I said, um, Jesus is going to heal you now. And I grabbed his, uh, his staff and threw it away. <laughs> I grabbed his staff and threw it away. And I said, walk and go. He just looked at me as if I were crazy and then walked and went. And as he walked, he walked down to the stage. I was with the next, uh, laying hands on the next people. They were falling over forwards and backwards. And as he went onto the stage, I never saw this, but everybody else did. I'm so, uh, they said, as soon as he went onto the stage, he grabbed the microphone. They, they saw the swelling shrink down to nothing and the bone was completely healed. And this is so beautiful because it's faith and action. Yeah. If, if I hadn't thrown his stick away, he wouldn't have done it. I saw this also happened in Moyo. Uh, a lady, um, this was recently, this year in January or February, uh, North Uganda, Moyo. And there was an old lady, she couldn't walk properly. Uh, she was really, really in pain when she would walk. So I, um, I grabbed her stick and I said, you don't need this anymore, walk. So I threw her stick away. Uh, she looked at me as if I, I was, <laughs> you know, was gone crazy. I grabbed her by the hand and then... Um, uh, and then escorted her around and within five minutes um, she was uh, really uh, j- jumping up and down uh, an amazing one of the loveliest miracles I saw here was also a happening in Kampala um, there was a beautiful girl her name was Priscilla um, I was preaching in a church at that time and uh, preaching on healing and deliverance after the church service we then started to deliver to this particular family um, the mother worked in the government in the, in the um, external affairs and she brought her two twin daughters down with her and um, after, this was after the service and um, we started to deliver this particular girl her name was Nakato uh, and she was full of demonic powers um, her eyes were white the, the eyes had gone back uh, into the back of her head and all you saw were white you th- it's something like a nightmare looking at these eyes and um uh, I cast out the spirit of death, the inheritance spirits over her. Uh, I was with another minister, his name was Peter, and uh, we then worked together. Within five minutes, we'd freed her. But the only problem was she was a twin, and the twin sister was about five yards away watching all that was going on. And the spirits left the twin and went bang straight into the other twin. So we freed the one, and the next one, the, the spirits jumped across. So we left the one, went over to the second one, and did the same thing. And then the mum was so uh, amazed because her daughters had been demonic possessed for some time and she tried everything. And then she said, uh, Paul, um, she called me Paul because I wasn't pastoring in the church, I was evangelizing at the time. She said, can you help my daughter Priscilla? And I said, what happened? Where is she? Uh, she's at home and she's paralyzed. And I said, fantastic. I said, no problem. What happened? And then she told me a story then, uh, um, she lost her husband about a year and a half ago. And, um, the, the man that had been visiting her was a witch doctor. And, uh, the man had placed a spell on the, uh, on her husband, the father. He died. And, uh, this witch doctor had actually, um, claimed the daughter, Priscilla, as his, as, uh, whatever. And um, he laid hands on this girl, Priscilla, and since then she couldn't move. From the waist downwards, she was paralyzed. 
and um, when I heard the story, I thought, fantastic, this is one for you, Jesus. You could, uh, I love this one. So they set up an appointment, and I then went with um, this other man, Peter, that was helping me with the, with the twin sisters. We went to the home, and I got out of the car before we entered the home, and we started blessing the walls of the house uh, in the name of Jesus Christ and claiming victory in Jesus' name. We went um, around the whole of the house, um, stopped in certain places. I was feeling the Spirit of God saying, stop here or stop there. And I said, something happened here. And she said, yeah, this was where the witch doctor was staying. And I said, something happened here. Well, I went into one place and the hens, they saw me, they flew out and they just went wild and they just flew. And then we started uh, uh, claiming the area over in Jesus' name. We then went into the house. I saw a couple of things and said, that, take that one down, take that one down. And then when we got into the living room, I was really cheeky. Uh, I could see the relatives all sitting there. There were eight or nine of them sitting there, including this girl, uh, Priscilla. She was 15 years old. And um, when I went in there, I, there, I can remember the words I said. And I said, you are only here to see the miracle. Those are the words I said. You are only here to see the miracle. So um, I said, um, where is Priscilla? And they showed me because everybody was sitting and I didn't know which one it was. So they said, Priscilla, you come here. So they picked her up and they put her in a chair. And I said, Priscilla, I am not going to lay hands on you. I am not going to lay hands on you. But I'm going to tell you something. You're going to get out of your chair and you're going to walk today. And I said, Silver and gold have a number in the name of Jesus Christ. Get up and go now. And she looked at me as if I was an alien or something. And she said, what? So I repeated it. I said, silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus Christ, get up and go. And I said, here's my hand. Yeah. And she grabbed my hand and she started to move out of the chair. And the people were just crying. They were just crying, and she she stood in a uh, in a position she had not stood up for one and a half years. She was paralyzed, completely paralyzed, and I I didn't even pray for the demonic powers to leave her. I didn't even pray. It was such a quick prayer. Yeah, I didn't even mess around. But it, this was faith in action working. I told her you're going to get healed, and I said get up and go. So she was doing the faith and 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 the action. I was just the the one instructing. So she grabbed my hand, uh, and um, within I would say it was about half a minute, she'd forced herself up from the chair, standing. And I said, now we're going to walk. And she said, what? And I said, we're going to walk together. So I said let's walk together so she held my hand uh, my arm and um, we were then slowly moving over the living room in the living room and it took a it took i don't know about a minute to move like five or six steps within 10 minutes simon we've gone round the outside of the building several times outside and she was now picking up her knees and everything and um Peter was, uh, was in, he was out, out of this house. He was just uh, amazed, yeah. You see, that's where we as Christians have to get to, and we have to go beyond that, yeah. We've got a living God that will do anything, yeah. We've got a God, he doesn't want these people to be crippled. He doesn't want the ones to be uh, suffering. He doesn't want the ones to be in the hospital. He wants us as Christians to go and release them, yeah. 
And um, as as I said right at the beginning, there's nothing spectacular about me. Uh, I just believe that Jesus will use uh, use me to do it, and I believe God will use anybody uh, to uh, to heal anybody. Yeah, because Jesus is 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 not especially for the famous guys. He's for also for the little kids on the street. You know, you know, if I'm sick, I'd love a kid to pray for me. I'd rather have a kid pray for me and, and somebody professional. Yeah. So um, I, you know, I, I love. There's so many miracles I could tell you. It's just so many. Paul, is there anything you'd like to wrap up with, or anything else that you'd like to share that will give others faith for healing? Thank you for that. That's a really great question because m- many viewers or listeners, um, when they hear about messages, yeah, when they hear about them, or when they see the television programs and and uh, radio programs about people being healed, they think it's not for them. They think it's uh, it's only for a special place or a special time. God can heal you on the toilet. God can heal you in your bed while you're eating food, while you're in the taxi or when you're shopping. You know, God will heal you. But you, the question is, you have to activate your faith. God's healing is always there. But you have to activate your faith. You have to believe, even though your mind will say this is crazy, even though the pain will hurt you. The message is, is clear. If you want Jesus to heal you, he already has. It's just a question of you activating the words he tells us. He says, by the stripes of Jesus, you were healed, past tense. Yeah. And when we get that past tense in and we know that the sicknesses can be brought to the cross or placed on the cross, that's the way I look at it. If there's sickness, get it onto the cross of Jesus. Yeah. Put it onto the cross. And if it's on the cross, it's not on me. If it's on the cross, it's not on that person. So the sickness is off that person onto the cross where it belongs. And when it's onto the cross of Jesus, you don't have to worry about it. So whatever sickness you have, and I don't care if it's AIDS, I don't care if it's HIV, I don't care if it's blindness, I don't care if it's deafness, dumbness, if you've lost your arm or your leg or your stomach or whatever, God can heal each and every one of those sicknesses. And um, to finalize, there is no degree on sickness. If somebody's cut a cut, yeah, or somebody's lost a leg. Both parts of the limbs are sick, and the question is, how do they get healed? Yeah, and there is there is no limit. The human brain will say, well, it's easier for a cut to be healed than the limb to go back on, but not in God's eyes. It's the same. Healing is healing. It's a hundred percent. God created man and woman to be he uh, to be physically, perfectly, mentally okay. Yeah, and it was only because Satan, when he entered into the world, that the, the 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 sickness came onto mankind and sin, and that's the origin of sin. When we know the origin of sin and sickness is by Satan, then we can conquer the powers of Satan through the name of Jesus Christ, through the blood and through Calvary, and then accept the healing. And we, when we know that healing belongs to us, that's when we receive it. Paul, thanks so much for being with us and for everything you shared. You're welcome, sir. Reaching out to lonely souls, you're listening to Nightlight. And if you'd like your own copy of this program, you can download it from our website at www.radioactiveproductions.org where you'll also find an archive of past nightlight shows on a wide variety of topics, as well as various audio inspirations and devotionals, which are available to listen to online or for free download. Our website address, once again, www.radioactiveproductions.org.
www.simonsaysbye.org And this is Simon saying bye for now. And let me leave you with the thought that if God is God at all, He is a God of miracles. And if He can make your body, well, He can sure fix it. Oh